Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of emc2learning.com, a place you all should check out. Seriously, I would love it if you support John Meehan and I's work uh, through this lovely site where there is so much professional development and resources available to make your class just epic. All right, today is episode 29 of season 7, and we are doing a weird one. I'll admit, this one's crazy. I'll admit, many of you might not even listen to it, but I just thought it'd be a fun take. Uh, So this one is sort of gamification through the eyes of the Greek philosophers. And so I pulled up, uh, I just Googled, you know, good philosopher quotes about learning or about education. And I got a blog post, so I didn't curate these. These were curated for me. And I kind of want to hold it up to the light of gamification. And this will be a quick episode, but uh, hopefully an interesting one. All right, so this first quote comes from Socrates. Education is the kindling of a flame, not the filling of a vessel. Um, How I think this is held up to gamification, if we kind of look at gamification through this, is it is about kind of that tending to a fire. Gamification is uh, where we're trying to create a spark, right? And get kids kind of excited to explore, get them, get them over that, that initial hump of, of action, right? And we can't think of it as the filling of a vessel, right? We shouldn't think of it as, well, I said the curriculum. I, you know, we went through the curriculum, right? This is this idea that we're like pouring knowledge into their minds. And we know teaching doesn't work that way. So I like this idea that education is a kindling of a flame, right? We're trying to stoke interest. We're literally blowing on that fire a little bit. We're adding oxygen to it, right? As humans, they're already excited to learn a little bit, uh, but... We have other motivators too. We have all sorts of distractions around us. It's understandable that kids may be not immediately wanting to do it. So again, blowing a little oxygen on that flame. I think gamification does that. Speaking of how teaching works, I love this quote by Socrates because of the type of teacher I am. Uh, I consider myself a constructivist teacher where you can't really teach anybody anything. Like I think it's about them constructing meaning from their learning uh, is, is the most powerful, I should say. And here's a quote, another one by Socrates. I cannot teach anybody anything. I can only make them think. And I love this, right? This, this word teach, sometimes I think we believe the fact that we've said it is teaching. But that's just hearing. That doesn't mean learning, right? That doesn't mean understanding it. So this quote, I can't teach anybody anything. I can only make them think. This held up to the light of gamification makes me think, how can we create experiences that call out that deep thinker, that call out? And I think part of that is that immersive learning that gamification does so well. You're you're swept up by the story. You're involved in it. You're in groups. You're I don't know, there's so many components to gamification that you're constantly wanting to think and play with the material that you don't even realize that you're constantly thinking, right? But that shifts the 
the teaching, right, for those of you that are nervous about giving up experience a little bit in your class, like, yeah, you have to stop that command and control for sure and allow them to start thinking with what you've given them. Take it off the rails a little bit. Next one's by Pythagoras. Educate the children, and it won't be necessary to punish the men. This one's a little harder to just hold up to gamification, but I'm going to truncate it and make it just about my school year. And I think this idea of putting good systems in place, uh, not reward systems. So again, I'm not talking about using gamification as some sort of like reward, but just again, putting healthy systems in place where when I talk about my game, when I talk about with my students what they're going to experience, what they're going to do this year, I talk about the fact that the game itself acts like the Xbox. And so when it's a game-related thing, I can't be squishy on it, right? Because if the Xbox said you have to you know, beat this level in five minutes, you got to beat this level in five minutes. If the Xbox says you have to jump across this chasm and you push your button too early and you don't make it, the Xbox doesn't feel bad for you and say, well, you gave it a good college try and get you over. So game-related things, I got to be black and white. And this transparency around the game, this fairness around this game creates an understanding in them right away that like take the challenge and you can be proud of it when you get to the other side of that challenge because I bent no rules for you. And so again, teaching the children early on that the game is going to be black and white. Now, Mr. Matera, the teacher, is here to help you, here to encourage you, you know, whatever. But the game over there, that doesn't bend. That bar doesn't bend. And as such, my rules, I once had a teacher come in and say like, wow, you have like an invisible fence. And I said, what do you mean by that? And they said, it is clear that rules are being followed in this classroom. But I don't see you talk about it. I don't see you punish kids. I don't see you remind kids. It just happens. And that's because early in the year, I educate the children so that it's not necessary to punish the men later on. That's I think some of that's wrapped into gamification because it's those clear, delineated rules. <clears throat> All right, this one is Epictetus. Only the educated are free. Now, how I hold this up to the gamification, not all of you are going to do this style of gamification, but when you, uh, when you do the big year-long gamified thing, only the educated are... <laughs> that's... Speaking, that's John calling me. Forgot to put on my do not disturb there. I'll put focus on now. Boop. All right. Uh, only the educated are free. Back to that. Uh, Epictetus talks about this. And in a gamified sense, if you have that big gamified class, I think about my kids being free to sort of roam and explore the game. That happens only when they sort of learn and understand the game. If you are disengaged, you won't even be to the point where you understand that there's Easter eggs and things hidden around. And as kids gain that freedom, they gain this excitement. They gain this empowerment. And what that does when one is empowered, when one is excited, it inspires others to become empowered and excited. So this yearning for freedom within the classroom is definitely a driver for sure. Uh, all right. And the next one here is <clears throat> a good one. The root of honesty and virtue lies in good education. 
Now, where I say this one holds up to gamification is this idea that the game, it, you're proud of what you do with that honest shake. The virtue lies in a good try, a good education, practicing the skill, doing the side quest, doing the adventure path so well that you end up getting from it this sense of creation, this honest shake and virtue lies in good education. I absolutely love it. I think that person that buys into the game, that does the game, is one of the best bearers of that game to, to everybody. Uh, all right, then we got number seven here, which will probably be my last one because I got to wrap this up. Uh, let's see. Ooh, I like this one. We'll end on this one. This is by Aristotle. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Oh, I can talk about this a lot, but to sum it up, again, being a class that is really focused on, um, how do I want to say this? Being focused on the gradeless and the feedback, side quests, adventure paths. You guys have all heard me talk about these things for years. I give kids so many opportunities to fail so many opportunities to polish up that failure, so many opportunities to start creating the habit of excellence. And they're sixth graders. Can I say that they're always producing excellence? No, I cannot. But what I can say is they've made a habit at least of aiming at excellence. And I think that is something that we don't often have these days. I think there's a lot of kids that are nervous to even try because they're nervous of failure. But this risk-rich environment that I've created in which failure happens around them all the time, but they also see kids grow from that, that rapid iteration, and this starts to shake that system of fear of failure, and they embrace the growth. And this is something that I think we could all do, and we could all do a little better. Um, for those of you that stuck throughout this whole podcast, I just have to say thank you so much. It was kind of a fun one, kind of a crazy one with John's phone call in the middle. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You get me how I am, and I get you and take you how you are. Thank you so much for being part of the Well Played community. I hope you guys have a great day and play on.